Hi guys, welcome to the Entrepreneurs. My name is Olamida Komalafe and I'm with Chidiwogu. 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 It's 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 a beautiful Igbo name. Can you speak? learn to pronounce it properly? Can you speak Igbo? Yeah. Let's not let's not push it. Let's not push it. Alright, yeah, so today we're going to just be doing a few things like I'm um, talking about ourselves a little bit and giving you a background as to um, why we're interested in doing this. We're going to talk about the um, um, failures that we've been through. We're going to talk about burning out. We're going to talk about the inspiration behind the podcast itself. So I'll start with myself by introducing myself. My name is Olamira Komalafe, like I said before, and I'm a software entrepreneur. I used to be a software developer and I'm trying to help people build, manage, grow and structure their businesses in ways that will give them a competitive advantage. So um, I run something called School of Doers at the moment, and I'm the co-founder of a company called Place on Unlimited that has several spin-off products that we'll be introducing to you in the long term. But for School of Doers, we just train, we just train community and um, service entrepreneurs on how to structure their business properly for growth. We teach them sales, marketing, and even working on something in importation, dropshipping, and all. We have about 60 entrepreneurs trained already, planning to scale that really, really soon with you know something massive that's coming. I will introduce to you people sometime, sometime in the future. I would like Chidi to introduce himself also. I hope he doesn't mess it up. Let's hope he does. <laughs> We're rooting for you, Chidi. Go on. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm Chidi Wogu. I'm a serial internet entrepreneur. In that, I mean, I've created, I've grown, and sold to startup companies, which include Lagbook and Prayhouse. Uh, Lagbook was acquired by Tendoops, um, by a uh, Canadian tech company called um, uh, GovPro Limited. Why Prayhouse was acquired by the American organization called Tendoops Charity. Uh, I'm also a software developer and I'm the, currently the co-founder and CEO of Publicia, a digital uh, content distribution platform that helps independent African uh, creators like writers and musicians to distribute, protect, promote and um, monetize their digital content across over 400 uh, digital platforms worldwide. This includes Amazon, Bands and Nobles, iTunes, Spotify and the rest goes on. Uh, we, are, we are currently a profitable uh, venture and uh, we have um, monetized over 4,000 um, digital contents of 1,800 um, creators and we're, we're going strong. So I think that's all for now. Uh, with time over the episodes of this podcast, I'll keep introducing myself and you keep knowing more about me here. Alright, so before we move on, we just want to talk a little bit about why we started the podcast in the first place. So, uh, like, Chidi is going to say a few things about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the idea for Dear to Prinos is, is pretty simple. It was um, born out from the tweet we, we, we saw from Jason and Joko. In case you don't know Jason and Joko, he's a Nigerian entrepreneur. He's uh, one, of the, one of the co-founders of Iroko TV and he tweeted uh, uh, a few days ago, precisely April 2nd, that entrepreneurship abuses and consumes us if we let it. And which this and this is nothing but the truth. This is like the gospel truth. And that's what prompted us to start the entrepreneurs. Because entrepreneurship is not a glamorous um, venture and the media paints it as such. And then younger young younger ones they think that it's Entrepreneurship is much better than keeping a nine-to-five job, and which is which is completely wrong. And this entrepreneurship messes up with our health, our mental health, our emotional health. So sometimes we spend 
days, months away from family and loved ones. Bashes like, you like crazy. Yeah, and so apart from that, it also it also affects our physical health. So most of us fall sick, ill because we, we don't take care of ourselves properly. And um, this is something that is really like it's really going on, but people don't speak about this. And that's what we're trying to talk about here and the entrepreneurs. And according in contrast to Jason's op- opinion, we believe that. Uh, there is true happiness in, in, in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can actually achieve this, actually get this true happiness, is by sharing your pains, your worries, your failures, your shortcomings with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Tell them about what you're going through. Hear, get feedback from them. Get, you know, get help from them. If there's nothing wrong in reaching out and saying you need help. And when you get this help, endeavor that you grow from it. And that's what Dear Entrepreneurs is about. We are, we are a podcast for entrepreneurs. And we intend to do uh, record this every Saturdays and then share a link with you all every Sunday. And um, the aim is to encourage entrepreneurs that are going through tough times with our own lives, entrepreneurs ourselves. We're going to be talking about our, 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 our experiences, our failures, our success stories, so that you, uh, what, what we're saying is more practical and eventually useful to, to, to you. So over the, over, over the, the next couple of episodes you would, would hit would hit on a lot of topics of that involve that affects the life of the everyday entrepreneur and both tech entrepreneur and the normal brick and mortar entrepreneur yeah we're going to we hope that this uh, podcast eventually um uh, helps every entrepreneur of, of every shape yeah so we're bringing in people too actually we're going to be because we're in a community of entrepreneurs that have awesome awesome stories that we believe everybody can learn from and the experiences they've been through is valuable because you know a lot of people talk about successes and never talk about any problems and failures they've gone through so when we bring in people that are like us that are like you that have gone through this i think it will be enough to encourage you to like you know keep pushing and do more yeah Okay, so we'd like to share some of the stories from people from Facebook. Somebody, somebody has said, said a very interesting story about his friend. I think Chidi would read that. Uh, I'll read this uh, word to word. It's Olalade Emmanuel. Olalade Emmanuel. He said, A friend of mine would always vent about the 9 to 5 lifestyle and yell out how he feels he's wasting away. He would also complain about how much he makes at the end of the of the month. He got offended with me because I made a joke of him when he decided to switch to entrepreneurship. I knew him too well. I knew entrepreneurship too well, and I knew there was no correlation between them both. In just six months of his new escapade, Homie got fed up and eventually depressed. Most people do. Yeah, he had to beg for his job back luckily he got it so many people think being a boss of yourself and making so much money is by being an entrepreneur but the truth is far from that i like the way he said far with the, 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 with the multiple r's you know then an entrepreneur is a servant and not a boss you will do almost everything at your own expense and still almost get no return on it if it takes an organization three to five years to break even Based on research, imagine an entrepreneur. 
Like, so, uh, Olamide, I would like you to talk about this. Like, like I, I, I want you to say more about this. Yeah, the honest truth is, the honest truth is, it's not lying. No, the thing about it is, look, it's one of the things that give you high returns if, if probably done right and if you're lucky. There's a lot of luck yeah. in entrepreneurship, to be honest. Most of us aren't that lucky. And not, it's not because we have bad luck, we have people with bad luck. It's just, that's not, I don't know, maybe what we're brought to the world to do sometimes, I guess. So some people get really, really lucky and get high returns on it. For, for most of us, for most people, it turns out to not be what we wish it was. <laughs> but, I, but, but personally, yeah. I don't think failure is failure. When I, was going, I, was, I, was, you know, I was getting to that. You know, I, you know, in Africa, we do not embrace failure. We don't encourage it. But this is wrong. You know, people should fail because that's the most way we learn. You know, mm-hmm. you learn from your experience. You try again next time, but this time more intelligently. You know, I think it's more like a cycle. You learn. You, 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 you fail, you learn, you try again. It's normal. I think they also, also the reason why Silicon Valley is Silicon Valley is because they allow people to try to fail. Yeah, so they embrace it. You if you're lucky enough, it work out fine for you. But if not, yeah, another book. Like, uh, uh, like uh, the guys who created uh, Twitter, Jack Dorsey and, and, and the rest, uh, you know, they, Twitter was not their first product. Mm. They had uh, other products that actually failed. But I believe they learned and then eventually created Twitter and it took off. So I, I, this is, I don't think this, you know, failing is wrong. You know, and so most of this, like imagine, you see, after six months, he got depressed. <laughs> you know, this is like, <laughs> like it's a normal, it's a normal feeling. You know, a true, an ideal entrepreneur will embrace that depression and say to, to themselves, I'm, this, me failing right now does not mean it's over. I will try again. So going back to his old job, obviously, so that he's not an entrepreneur. Like what his friend said, I knew him too well. He, you know, you know, there, there, there's no correlation between him and an entrepreneur. So like now, I'll I'll give this question to you, Olamide. What do you think makes a true entrepreneur, like an ideal entrepreneur? What 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 characteristics? You know, it's an ideal entrepreneur should, should have. What what should they like as an ideal entrepreneur? What quality should you possess? So I was thinking, like, basically, there's there's a lot that people have. There's a lot of formulas that work for several people. For me, as a person, I think just the grit, like that, need to just keep going, even if someone punches you. That's why I like boxers, right? When they're fighting, I am in the boxing ring when somebody hits you. You know, you have to keep fighting. You know, you don't have any choice. You can't run off and be like, oh, I'm done. You see? Yeah. You know, that's one. And I think having the best, this best set of partners, they may not be best skill set wise, because skills can be learned, but the values and the cooperation and the love for each other is what will keep you going. Skills will fade. Yeah. Right? So having the best, for you, for example, you have your brother. You have your brother, your brother is your co founder. And it's, sorry, it's, it's also working with family. Yeah. You know? It has its own. I can still, you know, but, okay. but still, still, it's somebody you can trust, you know, so it's like that's true, yeah. That's one of the biggest factors, right? Yeah. Having, having a very, a very good co-founder. The third thing is just luck. I feel like it's luck, like, but, you know, but there are many, there are several things we can control. There are several, several other things we cannot control. Yeah, but I think it's uh, 20% luck, 80% preparation, you know, mm-hmm. there's this, when you prepare and an opportunity meets you, it's, it's and so that's where the grit and the co-founding thing comes yeah. in, right? That's preparation. The skills that you people have to come together to, so you want to work together. And then the perseverance and the grit you use to fight, plus the 20% luck. Yeah, so I remember when Aaron, Aaron spoke to me, he asked me a question. Aaron Fu of Nest. Yeah. 
So in case you guys are wondering, how did I know Olamide? So Olamide and I are currently entrepreneurs in training at Mest Africa. You know, it's an irony that we're, we're already entrepreneurs and we're still training to be entrepreneurs. This means that in, in entrepreneurship, you cannot stop learning. The there's moment a, there's you, no such thing as too much. Yeah, time. the moment you stop learning, the moment that's the moment you die. So, uh, even uh, over our years as entrepreneurs, we are still learning at MEST, an amazing uh, community of entrepreneurs. Like, we have some of the finest minds here at MEST, and one of them will be joining us next next week. Yeah. His name is Yannick. He recently returned from Tokyo, Japan, and he learned about new venture and how to you know scale a, a new venture from the MIT Innovation Bootcamp. So be ready to get a lot of like amazing feedback. This is eight thousand dollar worth of education. So you you keep you, I, I I tell you you need to open your ears when he's speaking because obviously that is you taking eight thousand dollars away for free. <laughs> yeah. So. Personally, I think as, a, as an entrepreneur, an ideal entrepreneur, an ideal entrepreneur is someone who is open, you know, open to one feedback. You need to listen. You know, as if you're if an entrepreneur, you don't listen. You you think you're always right. You're going to fail. Like the failure failure is imminent. It's coming. It's just when will it when? come? That's exactly. That's so as an as an entrepreneur, you need to be completely uh, open to to feedback and embrace it with 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 all your heart. And secondly, you when you as an entrepreneur, you cannot do it alone. Even I, I keep saying that when Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. So when Jesus Christ came, you know, and he wanted to um, start his ministry, he formed a team. Yes. Twelve disciples. Like if Jesus can decide that I want, like I want, I need a team to achieve this, and he picked twelve people. I'm not saying he should pick twelve people. That's a, that's a lot of people, right? Like, if you pick twelve, how do you say you? But I'm just, it, it, it's, a, it's an analogy that you know he realized that he cannot do it alone. Yeah. No great yeah. thing is done on your own. You you need to pick somebody that you trust, someone that you believe in, and that believes in the vision you are trying to build. So you need to you need people to actually join you. So don't be thinking, oh, I want to do it alone. I want the whole shares to myself. No, hundred percent of nothing is zero. Nothing, my brother. And then one percent of a billion is, I think, it's around a billion or maybe yeah, a, a, a few millions, right? So you do have to understand that you should be open to working with people. That get that dynamics to work with people. Do not think. Don't be the kind of person that you, you want to show yourself up, you know, you want to show off all the time. You know, it's a team, work together. And you need to also, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a, an entrepreneur, you should not create something because you, you love doing it. You create things for other people. Like Olala, they said, you are a servant. You go out there, you find what people are, want, then you serve them by actually creating the solution and giving it to them. So a true entrepreneur is selfless. Creating value for his community and not himself. So I think that we can stop there by, by saying this is the values of a true entrepreneur, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, really. So we'll, we, we're now talking about failures, which is the most important part of this podcast. Because this podcast is aimed at being brutally honest, you know, mm-hmm. honest about what is truly <laughs> happening. And that's the, the fact that 
people fail more than they succeed and this goes on even to the great names you've heard. Thomas Edison failed a thousand times trying to lead a ball. And then the thousands became the success. So you see, so even Abraham Lincoln failed so many times in actually getting a seat in government and eventually became president of America. Yeah. So nobody, you know, gets it the right time. So when you fail, it's nothing wrong. And that's what we're going to talk about now. And we're going to be talking about this in relation to our own failures. <laughs> so now I would not, I would love to feel good about myself by letting Olamide share his failure. Does so he feels like the only failure in the room before I then, you know, make him feel at ease. So Olamide, can you tell something is up with you, bro? Can you tell our listeners a moment that you're not ashamed of because failure is like we said, it's success when you learn from it, which mm-hmm. that you've learned. So can you share with them? A moment that you know you failed, but you know that you learned a very so, valuable lesson. There, there are several, several failure stories. At, at pick the worst. No, no, I don't. Pick the worst. Worst. Are you, are you, are you scared? I'll pick the worst. All yeah, right, pick I'll the pick the worst. worst. Yeah. But, but it's, it, it's tough because it makes you tear up sometimes. Tear up. Yeah, like, like I'm African. I'm African. We don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes you tear up sometimes. Um, so the biggest, I'll say, it will, it will be. It, it didn't start out as a failure. Just turned out to be one of the biggest like, sort of like waste of my time. Except from the fact that I learned off it. So I'll tell you the lessons I learned from it and at the same time tell you the story. So I founded my first company in the university, about the same age as this old man here. It was about six years ago. <laughs> Five years ago. I started my first company when I was 19. Yeah. When did you start your first company? I started my first company in my university. How old are you? <laughs> 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 Anyways, it was it was really it was really it was really interesting because we thought we saw a problem, and we thought we had the demand for the problem. It was an e-commerce platform. E-commerce is very 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 difficult to pull off in Africa. Several factors, several um, undefined variables. Number one being infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yeah, really, really, lack, really, really lack. big problem. Now we didn't see that. We were semi-uneducated, even though we were in a school. When it comes to the aspect of things, yeah. right? So, if I, if I, my co-founder, my original best friend, no offense to Chidi, Chidi is one of them. I, 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 I accept that because then you didn't know me. You didn't see. You didn't know what it is to have an awesome friend like me. Okay. And whatever, I accept. Whatever makes you sleep at you night. You can't go back. You can't go back. Once you have Chidi, whatever, you whatever, can whatever never makes you sleep at night. Anyway, <laughs> so we founded the company together, and we're still best friends till now. Chidi is the third person. <laughs> Really? <laughs> anyway, so we started the company together and we built, we built the platform, we talked to a few people, we talked to the suppliers. It was, it was that period in our life, or a period in the lives of Nigerian millennials, where they were forming um, um, clothing lines. It was oh, a thing okay. at that time. I ran the clothing They go, I ran a clothing line and we are doing this, that, that, you know, modernizing the future of. Uh, that's what they were, that was the time. <laughs> the time. So there were a lot of clothing lines um, around us at the time and we decided, okay. These people are selling to a very small subset. We could, the internet could reach, help them grow bigger. So, in a way, we technically created a problem in our heads. First mistake, mm-hmm. right? So we built the platform, onboarded the um, the clothing liners, put them on the on the platform, and they started looking for demand for them. Now we found some demand initially. For, so for the first six months, we we're doing an awesome job. We're everywhere, partnering with people, and you know. Getting word out there, making some money because we did some sales. 
That's the good uh, part. Thank you. It was only fun. For the money part, it was the good part. On the sixth month, on the sixth month, I even got nominated for an award and won, and we're like, woo hoo, yeah. I got some top of the world, eh? Right? <laughs> really, team got a few more people on board, got uh, soft, some, some software developers, got some people to do quality assurance and a little bit of marketing. You know, just screw the team a little bit to like eight or nine. Yes, that's a lot, of, a lot of traction. <laughs> really cool, right? And then, boom, everything just stops. <laughs> Stagnant, literally. Like, have you heard about the big crunch? <laughs> <laughs> it, did not, it did not slow down. It did not. It did not. The speed did not reduce. No, it just suddenly stagnated. Do you realize that your company defied the laws of physics mm. because everything slowly comes to a halt. It just straight. But no, no, no. Actually, gravity is what it followed because whatever goes up just comes down once. But it slows down while 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 going up before it, it loses velocity and starts dropping, right? So, well, so it did not do all that. It did not do all that. Like, it just it just and then drops. <laughs> Your village people. <laughs> so it was it was really it was like not figuring out what to do next because if you had slowed down, it would be easy to identify that there was a problem. There was something happening that we need to pay attention to. Yes. Right. It did not do that. Give us any signs. So it just like caught you away. Suddenly stopped. Yeah. Right, so we tried to see if we the problem was like maybe people got tired of the products we were selling because people were coming onto the platform, they were not just buying. Right, what? so we found out in the longer term, like two years after, that what people were doing was they were coming just to check <laughs> you know, the pricing and the products yes. they could ban so somewhere else. If, if it makes you any feel any better, mm. this is what uh, Conga experienced. You know, in, in a very long run. So people visited Conga, traffic went to the roof, but people were coming there. Conversion. Yeah, people were coming there to check the price so they can go to Alaba or Komota village Ooh. in Nigeria to and to and buy it from there. So I want to know how much the Samsung X9 Plus mm. cost, cost. So I want to know how much to budget in my pocket when I'm going yeah, to go back. So yes. it's not like you're being duped while yeah, you're But then, you see, this, was, this wasn't even like that kind of recovery. It was fashion, right? Like, the clothes were not very affordable, but they, they were not very expensive. But they were not like they're all not that bad too. So they're not the bougie. They're yeah, not yeah, it's just in between something yeah. affordable for the student population at the time, because most of yeah. our customers oh, are students. So cool. And then some external guys. But we just did everything else stop suddenly because I think they got in contact or access to the producers themselves, so they would go there and buy them with them because they feel like it would be easier to get it cheaply than if you know if we buy it online and we add our own margins and everything, yeah. it bumps it up a little bit. So they would, they would rather directly go to the producer. So let's 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 look at what you learned from this. Now, number one, you said you 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 imagine the problem that didn't the technically exist. it seemed like we just created a problem. Now, yeah. Exactly, and which is wrong because you need your customers have to know like give like we were listening to something by from Funke. She said uh, it's the, the the class actually ended up saying that when you are trying to actually know the problem of your customers, you listen to them, you hear them, you get to know their problems, you get the problem from the customers. But when you are creating a solution, don't not do not listen to the customers now because that's why you are there. You are to create a solution, or else anybody can do this. Mm. So you get the problem from the customer, and then you being the entrepreneur, you being the person, the, the creator, you create the you create the solution, right? Yeah. So amazing. So the, the uh, next thing will be um, we did not plan well enough. Like I'm not saying it's over plan. There's such a thing as actually over plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like strategy. Yeah. So we had we had a few, we had a strategy but we oversimplified it. So the factors the, the um, factors surrounding it that were undefined variables that we did not 
We did not like imagine that those things would come up. Like, but the way thing is, so like, you underestimated it. your challenge. That was, that was mostly what it was. Okay. We, we, we so, but then it didn't hit you, you know? Did. It, it, yeah. was, it was difficult. <laughs> so, like, I like, so for Olamide, you do not underestimate things. Like, during the GL week at MEST, right? You remember the, the, the elderly man that said something? He said when he came to Somalia, he thought he was going to spend two weeks naturally getting his customers together. Then he ended up spending six months, six months, eight months, right? So you do not underestimate the process. Be ready for whatever it takes, you know, and give it your entire best. Don't feel like, oh, you know, I'm good. I, I, I'll get this I done. Have an idea exactly. You know, or it's going to hit you, you hit, you, hit you under the belt. So yeah. So for you, what was your my own failure? I like you because. Okay. Yeah. So I'll offer you too. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. Just the fair warning. I, I, I learned, so it's okay. So, uh, you know, my first internet startup, you know, internet company, which is Lavbook, to me, I see it as a complete failure. Complete. Com- complete. Yes. Yeah. And 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 I think that's what that's what made me to work harder to become. Maybe me and my two and I to work harder to become, you know, better entrepreneurs. You know, people think, oh, you you actually exit, exited, right? And during that time, nobody has exited. But, that amount of money, you know, from Flipper because we exit, we sold the startup on Flipper, and you know, as Nigerians, people are not willing to buy anything from a Nigerian for five-digit figures. Mm, so, you know, I, I even received a phone call then saying, "Wow, I saw that you guys sold for ten thousand dollars on Flipper. Amazing! You're the first Nigerian to do this." But still, I saw it as a failure because that was not what our, my tune and I. That was not our plan. That was not our plan. You know, we created the book. Uh, it was a social network for students of the University of Lagos. Mm-hmm. But in, when we expanded, it, it first initially meant Unilag book. Unilag. Yeah. So University of Lagos book. But when we expanded, like Facebook. It, yeah, it became Lag book, meaning ladies and gentlemen book. Nice. So, I like exactly. That See, so it was cool. Like it was. So we we got a million users within three years. Like it, we were we were like the Nigerian Mark Zuckerbergs. You know, we <laughs> we spoke at the IT Leaders of Africa Summit. We really were popular. But there's only one problem. We were not able to monetize our traffic. The users using our, our platform, it was difficult monetizing them. You know, so so we were using AdSense, we were making a lot of money from AdSense. Then we got blocked by AdSense because, you know, it's a community, it's a it's a it's a uh, community powered uh, platform. Yeah. So people are actually posting content. You which, can't control the content. Yeah. So then I think some people posted some content that had to do with hacking. Mm. And then it's against um, Google's TOS to ha- to monetize a content on hacking. And we didn't know this because oh, they were testing now. That's yeah, so like, was, that was there, and they were very typical. So time. there was a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's yeah. It. yeah, so so we got um, blocked by AdSense, so we couldn't make money from AdSense. That 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 was that was the beginning of our problems because we couldn't monetize anyway uh, anymore. And then finally, we got a very huge deal from BlackBerry Nigeria. We made a lot of money, but then the the the, the revenue was not coming. You know, in a consistent um, pattern, it can it comes breaks for a very long time, then come, and then the the people that are actually trying to buy this startup was could see this, you know, how the money was not coming, uh, how the money was not coming properly, mm-hmm. and so they were not they, they didn't want to buy it for a good price. So eventually, the best offer we had was the ten thousand uh, dollars offer from government. I like to hear what the worst was. Oh, no, no, someone actually even said that, uh, can, can you guys give me the social network for free and I will help you guys run it and like... What is wrong with you? Like, I mean, what is wrong with you? so it was, in, the reason why we sold a wanted to sell Lagbook was because it got to a point where it was increasingly expensive to, to, to operate this because yeah. it was a lot, we were still university students and it was, 
too, too expensive, we're not monetizing that, that easily. So we decided, okay, we have to either get external funding or sell. At that moment, we decided, we, we tried getting external funding from um, this start, um, oh, I've forgotten the, the name of this, uh, EVA fund, yeah, EVA fund. We tried getting uh, funding from EVA fund. Unfortunately, we were not able to pull it through, so we decided to sell. And that was, uh, we sold for $10,000. So it was the biggest blunder of my career for selling a 1 million pound, uh, strong that's really bad but anyway it, it made us learn we we created shortly after we, we sold love we created another startup under four months we sold it four times the amount of money we sold Ooh, nice. so that was that was learning we learned that okay then we put it into we, then we put it into a new one four months we we sold it for $40,000. So this, that shows that, you know, you when you fail, you learn, you try again. So... Maybe more failure story. Yeah, and so, if recently, you know, I, I, I got into the Western World Young Fathers program. And then, um, so someone wrote to me and, and asked me, well, like, everything you apply for, you get it. What do you do? And I'm like, no. I applied for Western World twice before I got it. So I applied for Western World. Spring. Spring 2018, and I got an outright no. And no explanation. No, like they said, you know, they they will make you feel good, like the problem is not yours, like oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, like it's like hello, Chidi, uh, thank you for your submission. You know, it was a, it you you doing so, such an amazing job. However, there's a, there was a lot of awesome applications as well, and so it was so competitive stuff like that. But eventually, you know, it's just bullshit. They just tell you, it's BS. They're telling you, you are not ready now. Go and work harder and come back. And I got the message. I went out, I worked hard, and I came back and I applied for um, 2019. Um, so okay, I applied uh, for winter. 2018, I didn't get it. And I applied for spring 2019. That's right. And I got it. So, yeah, so this is, it happens. So, people actually apply for things multiple times before they get in. So, if you try something, you don't get it. It's not an outright no, it's not not denial. It means it's just a waiting period. Maybe during that period, God wants you to learn something. I'm sorry for bringing God into this, but maybe you have to learn something, or maybe you have to. Do something that you have not done yet, and when you do it, then you'll be perfect for that position you're actually looking for. So yeah, failure. I hope maybe from our stories you can understand that it's okay to fail as long as you, you learn from it. You, you need to know, you need to identify the problems that came up and the reason why you failed, yeah. and how you would have done better if you were given a chance to do it again. That's that's how to learn of failures, right? Yeah. So next to burnout, we're going to talk about yeah our burnout. We're going to talk about burnout and how we handle it. Just yeah. keep listening, enjoy. Chili, t- tell, tell us what you think about burnout. Like, tell, tell me what you think burning out means. Okay, uh, yeah, so when we say burnout, we mean that moment when you're frustrated, like I've had enough, I want to quit. Like that moment you decide that you've had enough, you want to go, you want to stop because you're tired of that routine. You know, you know, burnout can be at the fact that you come every day to work, you do the same thing over and over again. So there's not enough, not, nothing to excite you. So it, it, and you're getting mentally drained. So the creativity is, 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 is 
constantly you know living so being so born so uh being burnt out to me means that i mean different things it could be you've tried so much you've lately you've been getting so many rejections so many no's mm. and then you're like i've had enough i'm walking away or you can be doing the same thing over and over again and you're like i don't think there's anything innovative about what i'm doing i'm tired of doing this over and over again so then there's no spark of why you're interesting. interesting. So you you feel like I'm tired, so I want to, you know, do something else. So how can we handle burnout? Burning out, you know. You know, they asked um, a question was asked to um, Bill Gates when he was younger, like how does he manage not to burn out? And then he said it's because every time whenever they come to Microsoft, they ensure that they do not do what they do today is not what they did yesterday. Mm. So you know, like I, I don't know if you watch the movie show social network, right? So Mark Zuckerberg hired people by making them to drink while coding. So it was like, a, yeah, this is that's crazy. Very, that's very so yeah, but it's 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 to me, I believe it's innovative. And then it, when there's a spark in what you're doing, a different a, 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 a from what you're doing from other people, right? You know, it, it makes you, you know, you guys like like you keep moving because you are not like the regular people. So for, for example. Three coders are, 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 are on, on the table. When you, you write a, a line of code, you drink. Yeah. And when somebody ha- hacks you and and, and gets out, out 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 of the, the server, you drink. And every three minutes, you drink. So this makes, <laughs> this yeah. But either but either you have to get drunk or not, you will still get. You drunk. keep drinking. So so at the end of the day, whoever gets the code right, yeah, then is actually accepted into Facebook. You know so. This is how you 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 avoid burning out. Also, like if you go to Google's offices, yeah, sure. These new offices of of more tech startups is designed in such a way that you feel at home. I feel interested like, in just being there. There's couch offices, there's port offices. You know, you like you 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 you. you know, it's not the normal desk and table, and you know, people now go to off work with the polos and their jeans. Oh, you know. In, in the old days, you should wear suits, you know, nice. you dress corporate, you know, but these people, people are actually now creating a kind of work environment that makes people inspired. Which is really important when it comes yeah, to because, yeah. Like, have you noticed that, I don't know if it's a trend, but now most start co- companies are using multiple uh, colorful, col- uh, colorful parties around the office. Mm, I, it's a thing. I, maybe I think maybe it's a way to inspire them or something, you know. Maybe dog colors actually is not good or something. Yeah, I think I agree to that. Yeah, so we how so now, okay, Olamide. Yeah. Let, this question is to you. When you're burning out, what do you do to uh to deal with it? To to get refreshed, to come back, like you know what I mean? So it's just like when what do you do to charge back? Yeah, mm-hmm. like to to get recharged. So, so for me, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors, there's a lot of things that accumulate to me burning out. Okay. First, first, the first and most I mean, most important thing is I do not get enough sleep. Okay. Needs to burn out. Like I sleep three, four hours a day, five sometimes. I try to sleep early, but I still wake up really, really early. So that's the reason why I like to sleep early. So I still get about six hours sleep max. Now, I when I'm burning out, I try as much as possible to get as much sleep as possible. So I do half days, sleep throughout the rainy half of the day, to then wake up, sleep again in the night to just catch up on the sleep. Right? I do a lot of sleeping. Then I do a lot of relaxation, which will include watching movies, which will include hanging out with friends, which will include um just watching movies basically. I'm a movie I'm a movie person. Okay. I do a lot of movies. 
and I do a lot of randomly just taking strolls and walking and stuff. Now the third thing is I look for somebody to talk to. I have a group of friends. Very important. Yes, very important. There's always a circle. There's always you know you're wherever you're working, whatever it is you're doing, even if it's your nine to five. There's always a bigger circle, then there's a smaller circle, and there's a very, very close circle to you. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be one or two people, but like you can tell anything. Yeah. Right? So, I try, I try as much as possible to keep my circle and have them understand that, man, my mind is going through a lot of things. I need you both here now and now. So, so it's been really helpful, to be honest. So, like, so let me let, so summarize what you said. Mm-hmm. One, you, t- you, you don't joke with your sleep, you sleep when sleep. you have to. Sleep. Because, and when your body tells you sleep, you sleep. And two, you re- you make sure you relax yourself when needed. So so that way you can get refreshed to, to start again. And then third, you talk. You talk to the day one niggas. Eh? <laughs> yeah, like so I I, I I typically do the same thing. But I, I mine is go, goes through a, a different pattern. So when I'm relaxing and I want I, and I want to relax then sleep, I watch movies because movies make me sleep. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> movies yeah. make me sleep. No, we're not arguing when this argument. Yeah. So Wait. when I watch the movie, 45 minutes down the line, that's deep I last that long. <laughs> I sleep. Okay, <laughs> wait. Yeah. Then for relaxation, I I drive. You know, sometimes I like to clear my head, I drive. So I just I can keep driving, driving. Some days I even forget to take my license and then I'm stopped by the police and then I'm like. Mm. So Maybe, and even sometimes, the, the, the police rush, you know, when you you get stopped by the police, they don't have your license. I think it brings a new kind of energy to you, like... That's psychotic, but what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if sometimes when I'm not around my car, my car, like when I'm here in Ghana, I, I take a long walk. So I remember when I, I walked from East Legon to Medina, I had no idea that I was walking for two hours straight, I was listening to music and I was walking. It like a relatable problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I had a lot on my mind. I, yeah. it, was, it was so much on my mind, I felt like busting out. I couldn't talk to anybody at that moment because my twin brother was, uh, was offline and I couldn't get to him. So I had to take him work. Uh, and I, I kept walking and walking and walking and I realized and I looked and I said, oh, I saw well, and I saw something Madina like, I'm like, wait, I'm a Madina. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what? What? I like, you know, so and then, I, it, and then I, I, I turned around. The good thing was that I kept walking in the straight line. So obviously I knew going back to, to the to home. Just the straight line. Back, yeah. mm. So, you know, you need to, so that's how I relaxed. Then I, I good thing is that I was born in twin. So, by default, there is somebody that has to listen to me or else we have serious issues. Yeah, yeah, like, so he has to listen to me. Even if he doesn't want to listen to me, he has to listen to me. And there's, impo- there's actually importance in, 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 in talking, you know, mm. because and apart from talking, you have to listen to your friends, listen to people around you, because if people are talking and nobody's listening, then it's useless. It's useless. Like so this, I'm, I'm saying this story because, I'm saying this because there's a story about a friend of mine that lost that committed suicide in 2012. That was September 2012. You know, I saw him at first, the first time I, I saw him after a very long time was at the cyber cafe, right? Yeah. I came to um, download something and then I met him and he was like, wow, great thing you guys are doing with Logbook, you know, I, I'm, I'm impressed. And then he showed me something he was trying to create. He showed my twin and I and my CFO at that moment something he was trying to create called Review Magazine, Reviewed Magazine. And then we were like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I, didn't, I had no idea that he borrowed two million naira to actually, to actually uh, put that project, uh, you know, in, in, in place. Yeah. Unfortunately, he lost the money. He, he lost everything, and so he, like, he was in, he, he was um, a debtor at that moment. So, debtor, okay. so he tried to look for other means to get money. 
and he came. The last day I saw him was the night, was the evening before he killed himself. He killed himself during the later hours. And then he met me and my friend, and my two mother was not around then. So and he was like, guys, this is a hard disk. It's not coming on. It's not working. But I need. I seriously need something inside it. And if we, I think we're being insensitive because we're like, no, we are not. Uh, engineers, we are software developers, so how can we actually help you? But if we knew that that was something he really wanted, to, you know, to work, and it was a matter of it was a life, 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 or death, life, death, life or death situation, like, like literally a life or death situation, we wouldn't have made fun of it, uh, like life of the situation, right? And then he committed suicide in the late hours, you know, and it was terrible because he was not the only one who committed suicide. Two years later, down the line, my Secondary school uh, sit partner, like I sat here, we shared the same bench in secondary school. Mm. He committed suicide, mm. and then I, I, I watched the, the mother of the young boy, and, you know, because um, the dad died early, and so the mother will have to take care of the three three kids, and then the, the first son, he's the first son, decided to kill himself, and the reason why he killed himself is because he graduated from the university with tech class, and that's not the end of life, you know. Something and if you don't have it today, it does not mean you, you don't have it tomorrow. You know, it's a matter of it, it's time. Good things take time. There's this uh, book I used to see, I, I, I read when I was a younger boy. It, it's the the cover is just money. You see dollars on it, and then, they, and then they wrote a matter of time. To me, it made a lot of sense. You know, it's just a matter of time. You get where where you want to get to. But I think he was so pressured by it. I don't know if his mother or anybody would pressure him. So he felt the pressure was too much. And he felt the only option was to jump into a lagoon. And then he jumped into a lagoon. Yeah, so he jumped into a lagoon and then I, I, I was reading about my friend on media and had no idea it's my friend. Ha! Because they were like, so somebody jumped into the lagoon at Festac uh, Link Road Bridge. We are yet to retrieve him and then identify him. Shit. And then two days later they identified him as Biodin. You know, I'm like, what? You know, uh, you know so the shock, yeah. I think this thing is that if somebody was there for these people. To speak to them because I don't believe anybody wants to die. Like I don't believe Chinese, that. Chinese. Like, but most of them do this because they feel like the world doesn't care. If they disappear today, nobody's going to, give, you know, give a damn. And sometimes they believe that they are not worth living. Like because there's no dream. Like they feel that there's no nothing making them, you know, there's no encouragement to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, I I think we need to talk and we also need to listen. You know. Ask people genuinely oh, yeah. how you doing. What's on your mind? Like and genuinely be ready to listen. You know because this, you know, this if this if this really happens, I'm, I'm sure a lot of suicide will be down. You know because people are actually killing themselves. No jokes. Like and it, 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 a number of them are entrepreneurs. Like they are tired. You know, like even you, some people don't think don't uh, put musicians as entrepreneurs. Most of uh, musicians are, are entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's like, the same, the same I, yeah, I run a, 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 a startup that works closely with independent musicians, and these guys are are, are, are pure, undiluted entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Because there is no record label, you know, to their aid. They are actually doing this on Everything, their own. Everything, their marketing, you know, their PR, exactly. Yeah. So they are wearing too many hats at the same time, and there's this. The pressure that comes when you are not going anywhere, especially when you see people actually, you know, going places, you know. So I think we 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 need to also listen. So the ways to avoid burning out is take enough sleep. You know, no matter if you have something doing, put catch up. Postpone it to to the next day. Catch up on sleep. Sleep, rest. You know, get better for the next day. Then try and relax yourself. 
It's not, it's not a do or die affair. You know, nobody gets out of this life alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what we wrap from here. Yeah, so you need, you know, to relax, you know, you, you get what I mean? And then talk. And when you're not talking, listen. So, um, I think uh, this will, we're coming to the end of this podcast um, um, today. Thank you, yeah. Thank and you, thank you very much for your question. So, let's talk about um, the next podcast. I will not be around for the next podcast because I'll be traveling. Uh, and so, my, 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 my our friend Yannick from, Yannick is Ivorian and he's uh, also an entrepreneur in training here at MEST and he will be taking my place temporarily until I come back the, the following week. He will be speaking about his experience at MIT. So that's an $8,000 worth of education he's giving to you guys for free. So I beg you guys to listen and listen properly because that is a one, one in a lifetime experience, yeah, yeah. opportunity. What we would actually be talking about focusing on mostly um, is the work ethic of the Asians. Like it's really, really important that we need yeah, to Yeah, because that. you said that they work 20 hours in 24 hours. <laughs> That's a, that's a long, that's but a long time. People do not work 20 hours in 24 hours. Don't, I would not advise you to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's the closest way to get burnt out. Yeah, exactly. So, I think maybe they, they could do that because it was just a week, right? Yeah, so we'll talk, we'll talk about that and then talk about how, what they learned from it and what it thinks they could have done better to maybe reduce the time and get as much done. Still, it'll be interesting. I'll be, I'll be come and join us then. See. So, uh, finally, we've come to the end of episode one of Dear Entrepreneurs with Olamide Akomolafe yes. and Chidi Wogu. And. You yeah, said the name wrong. Uh, okay, can you, you say, say the name? Can you say your name? Akomolafe. Okay. With, uh, <laughs> no nobody cares. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Nobody cares. Thank so, you very much. Thank you very much for your time. See you next week. Bye.